You're listening to Fish Food, where we present bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 25 minutes or less. Keep listening for interviews, guidance, and resources for freelancers and small businesses. And if you enjoy, rate and subscribe to let others know about the gym you found. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Fish Food. I am so excited today to have, I mean, my branding firm, but now a friend of mine. (laughs) Why don't you start by telling the people who you are? Kat is behind all of the new great graphics and logo that you've seen for Little Fish's rebrand. We're very excited. We got more stuff coming, but like all of the stuff that you're seeing, all of the vision behind that was Kat and her firm. So we are super excited to have worked with her and wanted to bring her on the podcast for a couple of reasons. One, because as we were talking, I found some alignment between what people think they need from branding and what they think they need from accounting sometimes and how we have kind of similar client struggles in that way. But also because I think it's always important to bring on other entrepreneurs and founders to talk about their journeys, um, career-wise and financially. So why don't we start with like, how did work start for you? How did, like when you first started this journey of like having a job, how did it begin? And then how did you end up here? Oh, wow. So I went to school for art history and I graduated in 2009, (laughs) which meant that I, when it was time for me to look for jobs, I was kind of unsure what path to take, what to do. And so one of the things that I was doing um, was tutoring and mentoring um, kids in Baltimore. Um, That's where I went to school. And so I was like, oh, maybe I could be a teacher for a little bit and see how that goes. So I applied to Teach for America, kind of thinking I wouldn't get in because it's super competitive. And I got the job. And then they're like, hey, you're in and we're moving you to Hawaii. Oh, my like, gosh. That's where, yeah, that's where my placement was. And so um, that was a whole experience because I essentially graduated and five days later got on a plane to move across the world. Oh, my God. With no, with no real game plan, no place to live, no driver's license. I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even have that. But I, I decided that I was going to do that. Yeah, it was just like moving across. And at the time, it felt like the scariest thing I had ever done. Um, and then also, like, I'm, I was teaching, I had to teach kids and go to grad school at the same time. So I think that job, <laughs> that job, teaching fifth graders on a military base and going to grad school, at the same time, right after graduating college, definitely groomed me for this entrepreneurial life. Um, it was just like such a wild adventure and so much to figure out. And then after that, um, a few years into teaching, I like got promoted to like department head. And so I had like a little more like space to be creative and my principal, who's like longtime supporter, like she's always commenting on afternoon culture stuff, saw how creative I was. And she definitely created space for me to do, do things differently. And in the meantime, I started taking all these art classes um, and feeling like I wanted to leave my teaching job and do something 
that was one more entrepreneurial and two more related to branding and marketing. So I kind of took the leap and decided that I would do that. And I landed at this, uh, like, it's like a cafe gallery space. Um, and I was doing all kinds of things that first, like that, you know, the first few months after teaching, I was like, whatever, wherever there's work, I will do it. And so I was doing some design, I was doing some brand management, I was doing all like helping with the marketing. And then that sort of got me started with this. That was 2013. Okay, so now 2013, you're doing a job that is nothing like the jobs before it and <laughs> does not seem to be the automatic path that you're doing. So then what happens? So what happens next is that I decide I'm going to start like my first business, right? I'm like 27, maybe 26, 27, something like that. And so um, all of the work that I was doing after teaching was all like branding, marketing, food related, you know, like, and so I decided that I would start, we would start, it was, it's Hawaii and there's like a really awesome food scene there. So me and a friend team up and we decided that we're going to start like a pop-up, like a taco event, farmer's market stand, pop-up and that business <laughs> was an exercise in like like logistic coordination. And then we had this other layer to it where we're like, we're only gonna hire people who are like we wanted to have a justice component where it's like, let's hire the people no one wants to hire. Yeah. And it's you know, like people coming like off the street or leaving like uh leaving like leaving prison or whatever it was that we just you know and, and so and it was oh gosh that business it sounds like a lot. experience <laughs> it taught me a lot it taught me a lot it was it was that was super hard in other ways just because it was very public and you know like uh. it, it was one of those things where like like I was the like I felt like people started it's a really small place like a really small town um but then I it kind of affirmed my identity as like a doer a creative you know director because I was handling all these different aspects of a brand and then from that I remember when we were like shutting it down I took it really hard because I was like oh my god I'm failing and now I'm like I'm so grateful because the whole time I was doing that business I would tell my partner, I really want to start a branding agency. So I, that's, that's my dream. Like I want to start a branding agency, but like, I don't know how to go about that. So I guess we'll do this for now. And so I had that thought. And so, you know, we start the business a year and some change goes by and then, you know, we're like shutting it down. It was basically, it was a combination of things. Like, you know, we didn't, we like the growth that, with that business, like killed killed us um and we just didn't have any experience <laughs> so you know we were just we went into it with a lot of hopes and dreams but it just wasn't it wasn't a good fit and so I, i'll never forget this moment because this is kind of what got me on this path to start afternoon culture i remember having gelato with a friend who i really admired um 
who was like a serial entrepreneur and he was like you know I really feel like your gift is branding and brand development he's like and I think you need to start a business that's going to give you a little more freedom in terms of like time and place and he's like I think we need to like get out there and travel some and at that point I was like living on the island had no plans of leaving and so thank god for this man who like told me this because to this day like you know one of the things that he taught me like one of the, the exercises that we did together in that talk I still do with with my clients now you know and so you know it, it was such a like special thing to hear at a really specific time that sparked a fire in me so like Soon after that conversation, I put out my first website that was like, hey, like we're doing some brand consulting here, like hire me. And then like a week or two after that, someone hired me and then it just went from there. But it was definitely not like, uh, like I, I, you know, I didn't work at some agency or, you know, and part of that is that I lived in Hawaii, right? Like, and Hawaii is super small. And, you know, when you compare it to like, you know, creative life, maybe in a bigger city, it's different it's a lot of hustle and a lot of freelance and so that kind of really groomed me and humbled me yeah um and so fast forward a few like a couple of years and i'm like trying to figure out the freelancing working all kinds of random jobs on the side trying to be creative trying to make make ends meet doing all kinds of things to get to the space where i felt like i could do this work that I've envisioned myself doing since forever and then I realized oh my gosh it's time to leave it's time to leave Hawaii and that was a whole thing where people were like you're leaving but you've been here forever and it was such a big part of my identity being like a Latina Dominican girl from uptown New York City that left and went to Hawaii and was thriving and so when it was time to come back it just felt like such a big deal. And I it honestly took me like six months to figure that out, just to transition out. And then of course, so I, once I come here, I'm like, job, let's get a job. What is happening? And so I, being me, because I can be, I can be a little type A, I fly into New York City and two days later, I have my first interview at a food blog. Yeah, and it's like a, it's a popular food blog among like, you know, like I'm not like an online food blog. I don't want to say too much. So I have this interview and I go in and I'm like, oh, there's like no other brown people here. And I just landed from Hawaii where there's all this diversity. So it shocked me and it stunted me. And, and, and the conversation, like the woman is kind of like, you know, there's, it's like their COO and, and she's like wearing this like really you know wearing pearls to this food bar i'm like what's happening here and so it you know the interview plays out and she expresses that she has like like these doubts around my like ability to work at this food bar. and i was like wait a minute like i'm a johns hopkins graduate i you know at 23 or 20 something i led a team of you know nine and and talk kids and, and, and I'm applying to this coordinator job in marketing and you think I'm not qualified for this? So right. I, came, I came home 
And I was like, no, like this is, and one of my, my, actually my roommate, my teach permit for roommate was like, you cannot get a job. You need to do the thing that you were trying to right. do. He's like, you need to go again. And like, he was like, I want to contribute. So he like, I remember like he gave me this loan and he was like, spend time building you. And so that's how this started. And it was just like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Like, I need to meet people. So then I started, you know, at 30, I went and interned at another studio in Brooklyn, working with bigger brands, right? And then I was like building my portfolio and all the stuff on the side, right? And that was a tough season because I was like, oh, like, what am I doing? And trying to figure out what, how this would work, this agency. But I was like, it's, it's gonna happen. Like, we need to do this. It needs to come together. So after- Wait, like, let's maybe- pause there. Because all of these jobs and um, paths and decisions, I would think have an underlying money theme of like why you're doing things when you do them and why you're making decisions about where you work and when you work part-time and when you do this full-time. So before we get in more into where the branding agency ends up, tell me a bit about how you're thinking about finances and money as you're making these decisions to say work 15 jobs or work an internship and all of that stuff, especially in a place as adults where we're being told that we should be doing a certain thing that's stable and pays a certain amount. Yeah. So one thing that I, that needs to be said about me when it comes to finances, I am a true minimalist. So when it comes to like, like I've always, you know, like my, I come from a family of entrepreneurs and my parents are immigrants. So we didn't have money growing up. Right. Like my parents ran businesses that were grind and hustle. And it was like, put food on the table, allowed them to send me, you know, like to, but it wasn't like a glamorous life. And I think within, so for me, I kind of approached work and money the same way. I was like, how much do I need to be making to like make this work? But I was never like, yeah, I think in terms of stability, um, I was never chasing stability. I was always chasing authenticity. And so I knew that in my journey there were going to be a lot of times when those things kind of weren't going like we didn't go hand in hand right and now that i'm in this more stable season right like it was it was gnarly as they say (laughs) it was tough to to be in a season where you're like oh wow like i don't have money for anything but i'm doing the thing that i love and is this ever going to make sense and pay off right So did you always know that it would? I mean, I know for a lot of creatives and a lot of people like there's obviously this underlying hope, otherwise I'm not going to keep pushing at it. But were there times where you wanted to be like, forget this, I could just work and get paid? Or did you always know that it was going to be like, I'm just going to keep pushing through? Oh my gosh, yes. So maybe like a few months after I decided I want to start this thing, uh, Squarespace, is hiring a brand designer and I'm like, do I need to start this agency or can I go work there, right? My friend worked at Squarespace, didn't get the job, didn't get an interview. Maybe like 10 months later, I was on the Squarespace stage promoting, like on a panel promoting like me and and, like my business. 
So like, my journey has always been like, I'm okay, I'm going to give this like another try, like three more months and see what happens, you know? And it's like, if in three months we can accomplish these two things, I'll keep going. And so, and that's actually been one of, I would say one of my flaws too, that I'm like, that it's been, it's been going for a while now and I'm still operating sometimes like, it's going to end. And it's like, no, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> like, it's, only it's here. Better. It's here. It's not going anywhere. Like, I'm, you know, like, I, this isn't going to disappear. Um, but yeah, I've always, it's always been a journey of like, okay, like, I'm going to try this and see how that, that goes. And, and I think, you know, and I think faith has been a big part of that, just like trusting God and trusting that, you know, like, I'm going to be okay. But yeah, it's, it hasn't been very linear for me. And what made you sure that you wanted to do it for yourself? Because again, especially when we're talking financially, it seems like it's easier to just be like, go work somewhere and they'll pay you. But obviously if you're chasing authenticity and you're chasing your own dreams, that gets more difficult to do. Did you feel like doing it for yourself was the only way you were going to achieve the things that you wanted? Or just did you just have specific goals that required entrepreneurship as opposed to working for somebody else? Um, at this point, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't remember what it's like to work for someone else. <laughs> and I always joke, like, I think I would be a bad employee because I'm always trying to, I'm always what I remember from, you know, like the last job that I had, I'm always trying to really fix things. And I always want, like, I always want the thing that I'm doing to run smoothly. And I'll like, I have a mindset sometimes, like I'll sacrifice anything to make that happen. And so like, it's really, I think in, in job situations, I always felt like the person that was working the hardest. <laughs> you know, like, I felt like I was like, yeah. okay, I'm really trying to make this happen. And, you know, like, in leading teams and stuff. And then, and so I felt like there's a certain, a lot, there's a lot of responsibility that I like to take for things. And I take work, and work is my life. Like, I love working so much. Like, I need to pull myself away from it. But, like, this path like branding and that's like what I love and so I like I think it's it's been so long that I don't know how to even answer that I I suspect that if I work like I love collaborating with other people and like whenever I you know collaborate with other designers or other brand strategists well we're in a place for that now um it's so nice but in terms of actually working at another company, I don't know if, I don't know what that would be like. Yeah, I think it's a special kind of spirit. Once you get to be an entrepreneur, you're like, go back to work. I, I don't think I could do that. I would rather do all of the other things than end up back at a job. Okay, so now you are building the agency and you're, I'm guessing in the early stages, it's just you. Okay, so I started... When did I start bringing it on help? So I don't do anything alone. And that's kind of one of the things about my personality. Like I love community and I like doing things in a group of people. So I knew like upon starting this, that I would need support in some way, shape or form. So I didn't start 
this like it was just me for maybe four months and then so I, 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 as soon as I decided that I would do this um my cousin <laughs> my cousin was like sitting in my living room floor helping me with whatever extra thing needed to get done whenever she could and then so I did that for a while and then something very beautiful and serendipitous happened where um this that uh that first job that I jumped into marketing wise that I mentioned earlier one of the other girls that had participated like that was also involved moved to New York City so she helped for a little bit so I was never like I was never like I I, I think one of the beliefs that I have especially with entrepreneurship is that there's this myth that you have to do everything yourself especially in the beginning and I've never like I couldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the support like my best friend is also a designer she was helping me design brands like because as the projects got bigger I needed help just because the like my mental capacity like I couldn't project manage invoice all the things so I was always from the beginning I was always like I can't really afford this but we're gonna pay this person to do this and so I did enough of that where I realized the value of having support and then we and I entered into the mindset of like a team sometime last year um when I had this intern that just didn't like she didn't want to go <laughs> she didn't want to leave I was like okay well you can keep we can keep working together like you know, and it just evolved into like, now she's here doing like uh, admin stuff. And so I've never been someone who likes to work on my own because I think one, I started out as a classroom teacher, like that's a community. And two, like my dad's an entrepreneur. And I think one of the things that we talk about a lot as to like, you know, what was difficult for him is that he he was really he was the to, like the typical solopreneur like couldn't keep an assistant was super difficult super demanding and so i think one of the things that i've learned from from what i how i grew up was oh like things are better when you delegate things are so much better when you delegate and now you got or you did have a whole round of interns and they were great even in helping us rebrand, which we were really excited about. And that kind of leads to my next question about client interfacing and like what as a, as a goal, what does afternoon culture want to do for its clients using this team to build what for people? Um, I think that when you're, in the beginning, I think most people handle design on, on their own and branding on their own. It's kind of something that they, um, you know, they might hire like a five, like depending on the budget, right? But, you know, when you're first starting and, and you need proof of concept and um, it's a very like, I'm going to do everything myself. But then there reaches a point where I think if, if everyone has this little pivot where they're like, oh, wait, like, what I was doing then doesn't work now. And I kind of found myself and I'm different and I don't know how I'm different. And I need to articulate that so that I can attract the clients that I, or the, or, you know, I can actually attract the audience that I 
that I want to attract. Um, I want to be the place people come to once they've had that aha moment of, oh, something's different here and I need support in making this pivot happen. And that, and, and so partnering with a branding agency like us to kind of refine your story, get um, clear on what your strategy is, your brand strategy, and then, um, you know, having a brand identity, visuals that really reflect where you are and who you are and really align with where the brand is, as opposed to visuals that, you know, you like the first logo you ever had and things like that, that are generally like, this is a need that I have. Let's just slap something on there moving right. forward, you know? So one of the things that I really appreciated about your agency and that I found a lot of similarities about Little Fish is that you were very clear from the beginning that you wanted to do all of it. Um, when I was like, oh, I just need you to do these pieces and like the rest of it, I'll just get taken care of somehow. Because again, as you said, you get used to doing this work in a way that's like, I need, all I need is these five things. If you can make these five things, I can template them and figure out how I need to do them down the line, but can you build them? And you were very clear at the beginning of like, nah, it's a brand identity system. We're not just making you a logo or giving you some colors. Like it is a whole partnership around this. And I mentioned to you and still think that it's true that we have that a lot where people come to me and think that they have one question or think that they need one thing. I just need you to help me with my QuickBooks. I just need you to do my tax return. And having these conversations and even as part of our, our revamping process of like, you don't though, you need more of an ongoing partnership than you're really giving it credit for. Um, I guess I would ask, how did you realize that, did you always know that it was gonna have to be kind of a comprehensive relationship? Um, or I know a lot of designers start with like, I'll make you a logo. And then if you need some other stuff, I'll make that too. How did that evolution happen for you? So I, I think I had a couple projects where um, there were like, that were gigs where I was like, oh, you're going to do this. You know, here are the deliverables that's done. Right. And then right before starting this agency, I had two clients that were like, okay, so I have a brand, but something's missing. Right. And so instead of jumping into redesign, we did like longer brand discovery. And yeah, like that's sort of how the agency started. Like this project that was really tiny turned into like this, like bigger contract because the client was like, oh, wow. Like these are questions I've never asked myself. And like, I'm realizing that it's really important to know this because it's gonna affect everything. And so what happens, so this, this particular business was around 10 years old. What happens with a business that never does any branding is that they have patchwork branding. So they think, oh, you know, like, yeah, I have a logo and then the packaging looks like this. And, and this is all, you know, the brand, but it's not, there's never been um, any strategy behind that. And I think, so I had a couple experiences where, um, where that like those it was time for strategy like the clients were hungry for it and so i realized oh like this 
building a brand identity system is what I'm made for. Like, this is the thing, because I spot these inconsistencies. Like, I can't, like, sometimes I have to check out of social media, not because, you know, people have, it's because I'm like, oh, wow, like, your, this logo looks different here than it does here, and these colors don't look the same, and why is it that this template is this way and this one's that? And, like, I spot these things, and it's, like, just a part of me. Like, oh, your messaging here is different than your messaging here, and, you know, and so, at some point I realized, oh, there's a name for this and that's what I want to do. So I guess if you could give three tips to someone, not necessarily to do it themselves, but to start asking questions about potentially when they need to bring on a branding agency, what would you say are the top things that they should be asking themselves or thinking about as they're trying to approach a firm like yours to take this over for them? Mm, that's a great question. So I think um, it has to start with one, are you ready to partner with someone and let them support you with how you tell your story, both, you know, with the mess, like with the language and the visuals, because I think branding is a big process for most people. And I like, you know, one of my friends always jokes like, yeah, designer, but also therapist, right? I think that most of the time um, when people are undergoing like a branding process, there's a lot of things that they have to bring into question. And that evaluation, reevaluation takes time and energy and you need to be present for it. So one is, you know, is it time? Do you have the time? Is this something that you that you want to devote energy to? And then two, I think there reaches a point where what you're putting out, your website or your social media, just feels like it's not in alignment and you can't quite get it right. And you're like, I don't know why I attracted that lead, but they're not right. And there's something that I'm doing that's attracting that lead. Or if you're if you're wondering if one of the things that I always thought in clients is I think I need to charge more. If you're having the, like, if you're having the conversation in your team or internally where you're like, I feel like I leveled up in some way and something's not adding up here, probably time to work with a branding agency. Um, so, and then I guess the third, let me think. So another question what am I, what, hold on, pause. What is the question yeah. again? <laughs> when, what should people be thinking about or asking themselves when it's time for them to hire a branding agency? Like they're, when, when, it, when it's time for them to come to you, what is kind of the final thing that they should be thinking about, asking themselves, preparing themselves for, um, to get somebody like your team on the line to start doing the work for them? Mm, got it. So, and so the final question is, um, are you trying to build a brand or do you just want a logo, right? Like building a brand, like building a brand is something entirely different. It's a whole different situation. Different. Yes, because you know, like brand, like having a brand allows people to trust you. It allows you 
to build better relationships. It allows you to attract the people that are actually going to benefit from your services. It, it's not like it goes way beyond a logo. And so a logo is just, you know, like something you're going to put on uh, your slide deck or, but a brand is more about everything that you do. It, it, it's more expansive. Right. And, and so the way that, you build the brand is different than a logo because the brand starts with why, right? And so that question, asking yourself why, and then stretching that across, well, you know, if we exist to do this, then how are we showing up on the website? And how are we showing up on social media? Like it's going to redirect and shape, give shape to the work that you're doing in beautiful ways if you start asking the right questions. That's what I think. Well, I mean, I trust you. You, Like I said, we have been in awesome hands. You've done a great job with us. I can't wait for the work that we have coming. Um, and I want more people to come to you. So thank you so much for being here. Tell the listeners where they can find you. Oh, um, thank you so much for having me. You can find us at afternoonculture.com. That's our website. In terms of social media, we are at afternoon. There's a dot and then culture. Um, those are the two places where you can find us. Well, thank you very much for being on Fish Food today. We appreciate it. And yeah, you know, I'll be in touch soon with the stuff that we need. But thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, there's good news. We've got additional free resources for you to get clear on your small business finances. Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter by heading to littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe and check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting. 